Welcome to Cellmates. Welcome, Dick. <laughs> uh, my name is Kate. Your name is Dick. That's true. Hi, Kate. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. You're How on are the you other doing? side of the room. I, I sure am. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's different positioning, so this whole episode is just going to feel like a... Yeah, so if this sounds a little off, it's because Kate is sitting in a different spot than she normally does. I don't think that's how microphones work. Pretty sure. But uh, you're the audio engineer. Uh, So as Dick said, this is Cellmates uh, podcast. We compare and contrast and generally throw a Venn diagram onto uh, two animated feature films. That's right. And uh, just to be clear, what this is not is a review show where we very seriously review movies that are 20 years old. Uh, Yeah, not a review show. It's like most podcasts, just people talking about Uh, stuff that is interesting to them. People who like things talking about things that they do or do not like. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, it's a complicated concept, uh, but we're rolling with it. So, Dick, the animated feature films that we talk about on this podcast, yes. would you say that they are often Disney? Uh, yes, but not always. Okay. Are they often musicals? Yeah, but not always. Are they often good? Uh, yes, uh, but not always. Not always. No. Uh, great. So Today, Today's okay, though, I think in general. I think in general. In we'll general. Get, we'll get to, uh, to our, our yeah. opinions, not reviews, Ooh. later on. Ooh. Are uh, very subjective opinions that are not uh, objective not in any way. <laughs> uh, but hey, Kate, what are you drinking there? I am drinking a Defender, a Brooklyn Defender IPA Ooh. Shandy. Mm. Uh, we just learned that I I generally dislike Shandies, but we just learned that uh, an IPA and ginger ale mix really well as a Shandy. Yeah. Uh, props to the Imbible. Yeah. Uh, we we're not paid for this ad. Uh, but uh, we we enjoyed it. It's in New York. If you want to go see it, yeah, it's, it's a uh, show about the history of alcohol. It, it was, seems it was like really it's going to be really touristy, but it's actually really educational. Yeah, as as people who have been on several brewery and distillery yeah. tours, we still managed we to learned, learn a lot. It's like a museum with uh, acapella songs in it. It's it's like food <laughs> rocks. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we are drinking this Defender uh, Shandy today for two reasons i would say oh uh one because the the brooklyn brewery defender ipa uh not only was made for a new york comic con but it's got a big old superhero on the front superhero man and the movies we're talking today are um disney and pixar takes Uh on the superhero movie yeah also the word shandy rhymes with the word andy Oh wait, wait! What's that third voice? Is there a ghost? I was not expecting that intro. Boom! Rhyming words. Whoa! Hey, everybody! This is Andy, my brother. Hi. Hey, Andy. Hi, Dick. I'm Dick. I mean, hey, co-host of the Cellmates podcast. Yeah, first time. Yeah, you're in my apartment. Uh, yes. Yes. Cool. And mine. Yeah. Uh Uh, This is our very first ever guest on the show. So, Andy, we're glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> you must talk like that for the rest of the podcast. Uh, when you very excited when to be you here. meet God in heaven, yes. what do you want him to say to you? <laughs> Job well done, oh, my wow. faithful servant. Wow, well, that's, that, that was more intense than I thought it would be. I like <laughs> it. You weren't ready. No, it was jelly. <laughs> uh, and and Andy's here um, also as a way to bring the two movies together because hey. uh, Andy is. Is the uh, 
probably the biggest superhero fan I know. I'd say the or foremost superhero expert um, of North expert. America. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least in Kate and Dick's life. Yeah, definitely yeah. between the three of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, hands down. Yeah. Um, I've lost count of how many single issues I have, but it's a lot. So, Andy, we have a first yeah. uh, quiz question for you today. <gasps> oh boy. It's like the Imbible trivia quiz. Uh, Andy, what two movies are we talking about today? Do you oh, remember? <laughs> uh, Hercules and The Incredibles. That's right. That's right. Disney's Hercules from 1997 and mm-hmm. Pixar's Incredibles from 2004. Four, is that yeah. what we decided? Before and Pixar is that, became part of Disney. Yeah, like Pixar has always been working with Disney. Like... They, alongside them they were disney and then they weren't and then they were again. yeah john lasseter's had an interesting history with uh with disney because they kind of fired him at one point and then he was just like screw you guys i'm gonna make my own company and um i don't know the exact timeline that pixar got bought by disney but for the first couple of uh movies there maybe probably by the incredibles they were actually part of disney but mm-hmm. first couple of movies there they were their own independent um, company. But Disney distributed them, right? Toy Story is a Disney movie and was oh. marketed as such, I believe. Yeah, I think Disney dis- distributed. Like, helped with distribution. Okay. Distribution but is a magic thing in my mind. We like, do I really strong research on this show, Dis- guys. Disney, <laughs> Disney also distributed the Ernest movies. That's right. And uh, I think most Studio Ghibli movies at this point. Mm-hmm. So... You know, yeah, I mean, also they distribute Marvel and Star Wars. They're just, it's a slow, well, yeah, that's a slow whole, roll takeover that's a whole of all media. Oh boy. Uh, we own everything. <laughs> that's <laughs> correct. Yeah. Uh, that's how he says it. Uh, Dick, why would we talk about these two movies at once and with Andy here? Uh, I no idea. Uh, we're on an adventure together. Oh, okay. Um, no, because these are both superhero movies. Yeah. Um, Incredibles is the more obvious of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Very traditional. But when we look at Hercules, it's a, it's, I mean, Hercules is half Superman, half Star Wars, with yeah. like a little bit of Hercules thrown in. But yeah, it's very it's true. it's a superhero origin story, and it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah and Rocky, right? As well, oh yeah, there's Rocky, some Rocky, Rocky there's as well. Some there's Rocky. Yeah. Some, there's Rocky. some weight training. Yeah. So half Rocky, half Star Wars. Half, half Superman. Superman. And about a four. One and a half movies. That adds to... Yeah. So we, get, we watched two Hercules movies. <laughs> yeah. What is that in... Include some of the animated Greek show. Um, when he was teen Hercules. Yeah. I, I have heard of that. Never yeah. seen it. Not um, as good as Young Indiana Jones. Not that great. Yeah. Yeah. So these are both superhero style movies. Yes. Or their takes on the superhero movie. Um, and they have it, some... Some message, some messaging that is interesting and also maybe not as followed through upon as the creators think. Yeah, I would say the message in both of these movies is a little up. I mean, it's up to interpretation. It's art, right? But it's also like uh, I think Hercules. Well, we'll get into it more. But I, I think the messaging of each of these movies is interesting for specific reasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with Hercules, Ooh, chronologically um, the first of. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, uh, just quick correction. I know we've I know we've been mentioning it a lot. <laughs> it's actually Jerkules. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with that movie. Okay. 
Uh, is that is that on you, Kate? Are you? Well, yeah, but I I want to know. Uh, Ooh. 1997. This yeah. is 20 years Ooh. ago because we don't know when exactly this is going to be put out into the world as an episode. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> over 20 years. Uh, Andy, uh, when when did you first see Hercules? What was I your was, kind of initial impression? I was six. That's um, true. Maybe <laughs> saw it with our grandparents in South Carolina. It's unclear. Me, uh, me too. I yeah, was there. You were there, but I'm talking about me. So, oh. um, it's uh, a <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a microcosm. I've just focused on me. I loved it because I'm a boy, and um, <laughs> it was geared towards mm, probably the the six to fifteen year old range. Mm. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff. He had a sword, and um, the music was really fun. Um, and yeah, it was also funny and, uh, yeah, that was probably about the extent of it. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a Disney movie for me, quote unquote at the time, because previously, what was the year before? A lot of princesses. Hunchback was the previous year. But that was like, uh, like it's cool. Phoebus was my favorite then. Also had a sword. Yeah. Also had a sword. (laughs) Blonde hair, so it kind of looked like me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's where I was, six, yeah. and yeah. watching. Yeah. And uh, though he might not have realized it at the time, I'm finding out now. Uh, I was also there. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Strangely enough, we lived in the same house. And uh, yeah, Had the same grandparents. We uh, we mm-hmm, that's true, all true. Uh, yeah, I remember. I don't remember like my initial impression walking out of the theater, but I do remember uh, thinking strongly at the time, eh, this is not as good as the other ones. Like we would go every summer and see the Disney movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's because I'm a girl and this is a quote unquote boy movie, but I, I don't, I just don't think it's their strongest stuff. I also liked the music though. And um, as all of the Disney soundtracks, we had it memorized. We'd, you know, yeah. sing along and We'd everything. Have those, those books, um, like the book on tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, along with the uh, uh, the actual the soundtrack, soundtrack cassette. on cassette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, those book on tapes were great. And then I would always get confused by hearing the Michael Bolton version. If I can go the distance <laughs> at the end, I'm just like, this is boring. This like, is, what is this song? <laughs> yeah, this isn't the first time. Like, the first understand. time was a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What uh, What is the age difference between you two? How old? Andy was six. Andy was six, so I was ten. You were ten. Yeah. There's yeah. a three and a half year age difference, but in the summers. Yeah. yeah. Three and three quarters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I was ten. So I was already kind of not necessarily transitioning out of like Disney's peak demographic, mm-hmm. but I was older, and it took more to impress me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Dick, uh, Hercules comes out. Uh, Hercules, when, when do you see Hercules? So uh, Andy posited that this was maybe to, from, aimed at the like six to fifteen demographic. Mm-hmm. I will argue that it might have been to the six to fourteen demographic <laughs> because I was fifteen at the time I see. and super not interested. <laughs> okay, um, it just uh, uh, n- nothing against uh, uh, the marketing of the movie. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't grab me. But this is also a time where I was just not interested in Disney. Um, 
were you not interested in any cartoons? No, I, I loved cartoons. Okay. I, was, I think actually at 15 is when I started like getting into anime, started getting uh, into like, yeah. you know, more adult cartoons. Sure. Some of them far too adult. Yeah. Uh, thanks, anime. <laughs> yeah, um, that, go, that, that line is very unclear. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, a it's a thin line. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Hercules. Uh, it it didn't it didn't draw me in for whatever reason. Um, and I, I I posit that like it's probably I think I've said posit like four times now, but I'm going to say it again. Posit. I, I posit. I'll posit away that that it was probably because of Pocahontas and Mulan and you know all all of the the girl movies, all the princess movies that I kind of got sick of and Mm. I don't think I saw a Disney movie in the theater. I know I saw Aladdin in the theater. I know I saw Beauty and the Beast. I didn't see Hunchback. I didn't see Pocahontas. I didn't see Mulan. I think like the next thing I saw was Lilo and Stitch. That's several years later. Yeah. And and just to to clarify, you had uh, time travel ability. Mulan comes out in 1998. So I still I'm just didn't see Mulan. Wondering in the how uh, <laughs> how Mulan. Would, no, I'm just being a, a Jerkules right yeah, now. Yeah, you're being a real Jerkules. Being a real Jerkules. K- jerky Kate. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I mean, it. it's hard. It's hard to follow the Lion King once you've kind of worked your way up to yeah. that. Um, and and Disney tried, uh, sometimes more successfully than others. But yeah, Hercules was significantly in a taper period. But you can't like not have. Do you want to see six more Lion Kings? Yes, yeah. just not CGI. <laughs> well, no, no. But like, but, but if you're gonna have the, how do you mean? Like, do you want to see Hamlet? Well, no, like it's just it's a tough settings? act to follow. What is often regarded as one of the best animated movies of all time, let alone maybe movies of all time in our opinion. But sure, it's when when you're doing one every year, there's an expectation set up. It's not just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's a movie that we made. Um, and I, I mean, you listen to interviews with the animators, too. They're all getting tired at this point because mm-hmm. they're working on, like, two movies at a time, just kind of yeah. endlessly. Okay, so you, so you mean quality, not, like, story Yeah, quality. Right. Well, okay. quality of story, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, Speaking of the, uh, the story, ah, let's get into it. Let's oh, get sure. into it. Before we get that. too deep into conversation, let's, let's talk about the story of Jerkules. Uh Kate, you're going to take this one away. I am going to take this one. And you're going to set up a cookie timer? I got a cookie timer set up right. uh, for five minutes. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to do this. Hey, right. Andy, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're aware of the cookie timer, but the cookie timer has a song. That song oh, he's has aware. lyrics. Those lyrics are... I was there for its inception, yes. Okay, this is an old, yeah. this is an old school this thing. Is Andy was an sure. original yeah. OG. He knows what's up. Yeah. OG cookie All right. timer. All right. <laughs> the cookies are done. He's right. got it. And I'm yeah. off. Marker. Uh, bless my soul. This movie's on a roll. Uh, <laughs> it starts out in uh, with... <laughs> okay. Starts out on Mount Olympus. You got Charlton Heston starting a narration about like uh, greats yeah. of superheroes. And then these muses show up. They're these five uh, sassy women who sing gospel songs and are your, your Greek chorus for the movie. It's a neat concept. I think it works really well. Anyway, so they introduce the story of the gods on Mount Olympus. Zeus has had some issues with Titans. He's the king of the god. Uh, but he got those Titans back where they came from, so help me. 
and they're under the earth now. They're never going to come bother them again. So Zeus and his family lived happily ever after on Mount Olympus. They have a baby. His name is Hercules. Hercules. Uh, um, they get him a baby Pegasus, who is the cutest character in this whole movie. Damn straight. And, uh, but uh, Hades, the underworld god, not real happy about this. Um, he, just because he's like a curmudgeon, but also uh, it seems like Hercules is maybe going to take some power. It's unclear. Hades is just a misanthrope. Um, the, the fates. The, the fates. Later. Later the fates say that. So he just doesn't like Hercules in general. That is true. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, so he goes down to the underworld and he's like, well, how do I get on top? And the fates, these three ladies uh, that share an eyeball, uh, tell him, they see into the future and they say, in 18 years, the planets are going to align that you can release the Titans and take over, like the Titans will uh, defeat the gods and you can take over. But if Hercules Hercules. is involved in this fight... Uh, he's gonna win. You're gonna lose. But yeah. if Hercules is not involved in this fight, yeah, you got a clear shot to the top. So he baby naps Hercules uh, via his pain and panic little mm-hmm. imps, and they feed him an immort an immortality juice. Uh, but he's got to drink it down to the last drop. And pain Does and panic are bumbling. No, he doesn't. Oh, no. The last drop spills <laughs> on the floor because pain and pan- panic aren't really good at their jobs. No. Uh, so Hercules is mostly mortal, but really strong. Some would say a demi demigod, god or uh, demi mortal. Yeah, like Maui. Yeah, I was gonna say Dick's trying to think of the I'm trying to the think of the line. line. Yeah, <laughs> uh, decapod demigod. Check no decapods out. in this movie. No. Um, anyway, so Hercules grows no. up with the human family, kind of like Superman, Very but much uh, like Superman. he's. P clumsy because he's a teen, but uh, that's extra bad news when you're really strong because you end up like breaking an entire farmer's market or, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's then bad Wayne news. Knight gets so he's real upset. ostracized by his community. Wait, I'm just, I'm just, I want to clarify. We have a uh, Disney hero yeah. uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s Who's clumsy. that is clumsy. It's a very original idea. Whoa. Uh, so he just wants to find out. Where he belongs, and he goes to the statue of Zeus, and Zeus is like, "Me, you belong with me," because uh, the statue <laughs> talks. He's like, uh, "You're yeah. you're kind of a god, but you got to prove yourself to be a true hero." No more explanation. So uh, Hercules goes and trains with a satyr named Phil, voiced by Danny DeVito. He gets uh, a little bit better at uh, focus and and channeling his powers and not being so clumsy. And uh, he meets this girl named Meg, uh, who doesn't want his help. Uh, but it's been a slice, Herc, because she talks in a... Mm, I, mm, I, I can't do that. Um, but, anyway, but it turns fair, out Meg is working for Hades. Oh, no, she sold her, her soul to Hades, and Hades is trying to get Hercules destroyed before his 18th birthday. So I guess he's, like, not even 18 this whole movie. That That's oh, something I just realized now. I never now. put that together. That's weird. He is 17. Um, and Meg seems a lot older, so that, now that's just a little bit creepy. Yeah. Um, so, but so Hades then. throws all of these uh, monsters at him, except for Herc doesn't know that uh, Hades is doing that because he doesn't Some would meet say Hades. There'd be about twelve till of the those end trials. Well, they're the trials, but like there's other things too. That, but they're not called the trials. We'll get into the mythology, what is and isn't there later, maybe, but probably not because yeah. I don't really remember. Anyway, Hercules defeats all the monsters. Herc is a hero. Uh, Mickey's a hero. <laughs> Herc is a hero. 
Uh, and he gets all these, like, uh, shoe deals and things. Uh, but he's not a true hero yet. Dad says no. So, um, so then things move very quickly in a weird way. And Hercules falls in love with Meg after one date. And then Hades uh, tra- makes a trade-off with him. And he says, uh, Meg belongs to me. But if you give me your powers, uh, I won't kill her. And oh, no. Oh, no. I need another minute. I do need another minute. You said Hercules too many times. Uh, uh, Hercules. Okay. Wait, Hercules. There we go. Got All right, it. Go. So he d- uh, gives away his powers. The Titans come back, uh, but Meg gets uh, crushed by a column. So the deal is off, and Herc gets his powers back, and he fights off the Titans with his uh, god family, and uh, they're saved. But oh no, Meg's dead. So he goes into the underworld and makes a deal with Hades that he'll save her. Uh, and then trade uh, ghost ghost uh, himself ghost go yeah uh, and but he saves Meg which apparently is what makes you a true hero because then he gets all god shiny Saving and he people. can't die uh, and then uh, Andy what what happens next what how do Hercules and Hades interact after uh, Hercules saves Meg he punches him in the face he punches hey. him in the face yeah uh, and then Hades goes down into the underworld. And it's like kind of a hyenas eating scar situation, except for Hades is also a god. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, not a whole lot of logic to that. that anyway, uh, but Hercules uh, could hang out on Mount Olympus forever, but Meg couldn't, so he chooses Meg because that's where he chooses immortal life. Belongs. belongs. The end. I'm so sorry that went way over. That was so long. It's okay. But you know, at, at least we uh, we got the full full, full story. Of Hercules. Uh, um, one thought I have on this movie. Ooh. Uh, on this what? Uh, movie. Okay, that's more like <laughs> Apparently that's how I say this word 90% of the time. Uh, is that there is a lot of plot. A lot happens. Um, but it's you can't tie a lot of things together as easily mm-hmm. as other plots. Uh, so it takes longer to explain because it's a bunch of like separated events. Um, and I... I for me, the themes never all come together. We'll talk about this later in like general messaging. Uh, but I've seen this movie three times in the last year, and this last time it was better. Because hmm. the first two times I'm like, ah, this doesn't make any sense. And this time I think when I'm when I know what's coming next. Wait, you saw it three times in the past year. Well, I think so. It's we had that Hercules party. Hercules party. And I watched it in Spanish. Ah, uh, you were there for that. I forgot you watched it in Spanish. Yeah. And then I watched it this time. Fair. So it, yeah, it fits together. There's just a lot happening. Yeah. Um, so so uh, I, th- I think that's a pretty good explanation of what's going on in Hercules. Um, but uh, let's talk Increable. 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 Do you want to start the cookie timer? Oh, before oh, we do before that. Before we do. We gotta talk. I'm new to these rules. Okay. It's all right. We got to talk a little history. We are old to these rules and we do them wrong. Yeah, we do oh, them okay. wrong pretty the consistently. Um, so, Andy, the... tell us tell us where where you were oh, yes. uh, when Incredibles was released. What's your experience uh, with this movie? 2004 would have put me in eighth grade. Um, I loved every single minute of that movie uh, from the... Um, that neighborhood kid seeing Bob smash the car a little bit yes. and not understanding what was going on to, um, to dash running 
on the waves, uh, realizing that he could run fast enough to break the bonds of uh, physics um, or just be a speedboat. Um, and um, I think I, I think I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. but I wasn't old enough to realize that not everything had to be Batman the Animated Series. But it should. But Well, more or less, um, or Justice League Unlimited, but it's neither here nor there. Um, but just remembering that it was a good, it was, yeah, there was a lot of like downtime in the movie. Um, but again, eighth grade, so I was, I was just wanting to see the superheroes fight each other or do their superhero stuff. Um, but realizing that it was also about like the superhero family and like getting back into it and everything. So that was where. That was where I was. So um, realizing that it's a more complex movie, and then I'll get to subsequent watches. I won't. <laughs> I won't do that right now. And presumably, this being two thousand four, I assume we all saw it together as mm-hmm. a family because that's what we would do. Yeah, we um, probably saw it at the Showplace Eight. Yep, that's probably true. Yep. But it's just not there anymore, right? It's the Showplace Eight. It's there. It's just a different name. Oh, but do they do like uh, five dollar matinees anymore? No. Probably not. No. Because AMC or Regals have taken over everything. These are expensive now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw this with you. I think I really liked it at the time. I don't think I came out of it be like Monsters, Inc. had come out a couple years before Finding Nemo. I think I didn't love it as much as those. I just kind of like half burped. You're that making great. a face. Uh, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as those movies that had come before it, but I thought it was strong. Um, I liked oh, yeah. the the villain conceit, uh, and yeah, it, I mean it it was really good Pixar. Yeah, that was the gold standard. I think I, I probably just said it was my favorite because it was superheroes, and that's what everyone in the family expected me to react with, and it was it for is. the for on brand a, a good yeah on brand for a good long while um, until other Pixar movies came out, and also I got older. I was like, hey, I like other things. So, how about you? So I I saw this movie when it came out Mm -hmm. uh, in theaters, probably day of. Like I was I was excited about this. Um, A lot of people I like working on it. Uh, A lot of I mean Pixar. So this was still, as far as I knew, Pixar was just hit after hit after hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if uh, any. Dinosaur related movies had come out at this time or not? Dinosaurs. Uh, Sorry, Dinosaurs. Yes. I mean, not Pixar. Dinosaur. No. The movie Dinosaur had come out. But Good Dinosaur had not yet. The Good Dinosaur no. had not. So, so they the still worst, had 10, 13 years. So ago. the worst movie I had seen from Pixar at this point was Toy Story 2, which is pretty hey, good. Toy Story, what, Bugs Life? Had you seen Bugs Life? No. There we go. Why would yeah. I see that? Exactly. Uh, to my knowledge, I still have not seen that. Um, so, okay. uh, yeah, so I saw it when it came out. I was very excited about it. Uh, I really, I really loved this movie. Um, yeah, just, I, I, I had nothing bad to say. And I will say, like, um, we can get into this later, but this came out not too far away from the Watchmen movie. And as far as Watchmen goes, this was a better Watchmen movie than the Watchmen movie. <laughs> like, by a good margin. <laughs> Huh. And I will stand by that. Because Watchmen came out in 2009. So yeah. that was like five years. Yeah. yeah. When I saw Watchmen in the theater for the first time, I was like, oh, 
It's the Incredibles. It's the Incredibles. It's, it's but with what more happens. Swearing. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and really animation. awkward sex scenes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But the Incredibles does not have any of those. No. no. Thank God. Awkward or otherwise. No. 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 But um, we won't get into Watchmen and how it's overrated. But yeah, we don't animated need to. feature films. Yep. But hey, uh, we've got, um, I don't know, like five minutes where we could just talk about The Incredibles. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, Can we? I'd be so, delighted to. Andy, do you want to speed run this for I w- us? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll speed run. <laughs> Andy is going to speed run. Uh, I, just like that. Yeah, just do, don't do what I did uh, and you'll be fine. Okay, so don't, my, don't my example it. was the anti-example for yes. you. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Do you have a cookie timer set? I got a cookie timer set. <sighs> Feel All the right. rhythm. Feel the run. Feel the rush. It's bobsled time. <laughs> cool running. Let's go. All right, so the movie starts off in an unexpected place. So we we get a brief backstory of uh, Bob and and Helen Parr and how they were um, superheroes back in the day. And then um, a really nice montage that happens actually where they – so that the the supers are no more. And it starts off with them getting married, so you understand that they're a family. Uh, It shows that the supers are no more. The government has decided to shut all that down – after Mr. Incredible erroneously saved someone uh, who wanted to die, which is a heavy subject for a kids' movie. Um, so smash cut to 14, 15 years in the future, and they have this family. Uh, you see them. You see that Bob's in this uh, worker bee style of life where he just goes into the office. He has to like play by everyone else's rules. Uh, but you see that he still has a rebellious streak to him. So mm-hmm. he's helping this little old lady refinance something. Something, something investment with money. money. Something yeah. insurance. And instead of being um, saying like, well, like we can't do anything more for you. He keeps on saying that sort of thing out loud. But then like keeps on whispering like, so if you take form 47A and bring it to the third floor at 3 p.m. So he's still helping people and uh, making sure that they are um, being taken care of. So you see um, they've been moving around a lot because apparently Bob can't uh, stop being a superhero. Um, And eventually he gets this mysterious note that says, hey, like, we know who you are, Mr. Incredible. We want to give you the chance to come back and um, uh, do your superhero thing. So he goes to this private island, uh, meets this um, mysterious benefactor, and he's he's like able to like live again. He's able to kind of get out of like this midlife crisis slump that he's in. Um, they're pretty much in a um, yeah stick. He has mimosas. He has mimosas. Yes, on the plane. <laughs> um, he's getting fit again. He's uh, being all frisky with his wife. Uh, they're bringing love back into the relationship. Aww. Where it was just like three kids and them, and. Um, eventually they go back to uh, their costume designer, Edna, who plays a little bit of a role there, gives him a brand new outfit. And um, he goes back to this Island for another time and realizes that mm, some things are kind of fishy. Uh Um, The mysterious benefactor is, uh, is a little bit too mysterious for his liking. He's hearing plans about launching rocket ships, uh, oh, Siri? Nope. <laughs> um, ro- launching rocket ships uh, at major cities. And um, this whole time, Helen has been kind of sus- suspecting that Bob's having an affair because he's getting more fit. Uh, there's this mysterious 
um, sultry voice on the other end of the line that always calls him. And so she decides to be Snoopy and uh, goes to... Wait, like the dog? No, much cooler. Um, No Red Baron here. Wait, like Joe Cool? Uh, The cooler cooler, version of Snoopy? Cooler version of Joe Cool. Um, And the kids, um, they can't help but tag along. Uh, They all have their new costumes, which are... um, go to their their powers and when they get there they realize that it's a lot of bad juju mugumbo going on um bob and the family they after having a small and reasonable fight about um bob maybe cheating on on helen they uh they team up as a super family everyone gets to use their powers everyone gets to find out more about themselves through their powers um yeah violet uh the daughter is shy, so she's invisible. And uh, Dash runs real fast, so he got a lot of energy. So they work together, and what I neglected to say in the beginning is that Mr. Incredible had this uh, little sidekick guy that followed him around, and surprise, he is the bad guy syndrome. I know! Which is um, not that big of a surprise. They look the same, and kind of sound the same. True. Um, But he's uh, Syndrome, as his new name is, is has held this grudge against Bob all these years, and he's like, no, like I'm gonna be the person that like comes in and like saves the day. Like I'm gonna make all of you irrele- irrelevant with all this super tech I have. So um, once once I'm in the the spotlight, you guys won't matter. Uh, they defeat him. He gets uh, blowed up by a plane. Uh, Why? Why does he get blown up by a plane? Because he had a cape. No capes. No capes. No capes. As we remember, Edna Mode uh, designed all the super outfits without capes because you had several examples of that going. Too many accidents. Too many accidents. Uh, Yeah. So then the family is, uh, they're able to be out and about with their powers. And the government's like, okay, we'll, we'll trust you again for now. Aww. For now. For now. Well, well done, Andy. Yeah. Thank you. You did a, a better close. job sticking to five minutes than I did. Yeah. Uh, much better. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. You, you get, you, you get uh, Shrek in the first few minutes there. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of movie to talk about there too. Yeah. There is. Because it's yeah. a two-hour movie, if not yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. It is longer than a typical Disney Pixar, at least at the time. Yeah, I think. no, I think it's probably one of the longer run times, but mm-hmm. yeah. So The Incredibles, uh, yeah. that's The Incredibles. I, I would say that movie's pretty good. <laughs> Not pretty incredible. Thoroughly mediocre. I wish I would have thought of that. That's so clever. Uh, yeah, that's a good pun. Okay. Uh, so these are both modern and animated takes on the, super, on the superhero movie. Yeah, yes. Uh, Andy, I'm interested in getting your take on. You've seen, uh, is I've it every lot. superhero movie that has ever been made? <laughs> most, that... most everyone, except for the ones that are explicitly like really bad, like okay. Superman Four. Sure. Well, maybe I've oh. seen that one too. So I think I can fill in on the movies that Andy hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah, because because those are my speciality. Ah, <laughs> the, okay. The terrible. Movies. So I've got yeah. I've got the early Captain Americas. You've got Winter Soldier. <laughs> Are you saying Winter Soldier was bad? No, I'm saying Winter Soldier was good. Good. Oh, 1971 yeah. Captain America was bad. Yeah. What about yeah. the 1992 Captain America? 
probably bad, where they, right? Where they made it just to keep the copyright. Definitely bad. Yeah. For listeners, the next hour is just going to be these two boys listing movies <laughs> from all the years. So you yeah. can just skip no, that ahead was bad. a little bit. <laughs> no, that uh, was good. Annie, um, what would you say are the kind of most basic ingredients for a superhero movie? Ooh. So uh, before I get into the basic ingredients, I'm just going to say that um, these both these super movies come come at it from two different points. So yes. so one is um, Hercules is very Superman esque. It's um, an origin story. Yeah. It, well, more than an origin story, it's it's like the. Nope, you're right. Origin story. It's it's starting off. Nothing's established. You have um, this kindly couple finding this baby from the stars mm-hmm. and raising them uh, as their own. And then you have an established um, kind of uh, alternate reality take on what the world would be like with superheroes. Mm-hmm. So you have like the issue one and then you have um, like Earth X. Earth X, or you have like issue twenty two, where they just like decided to take the book in an entirely new direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the incredible all going clearly over my head. Like so, issue twenty two is the twenty second issue of what of a comic book. It's, oh, in it's, general, it's kind of like the eleventh episode of BoJack will break you. Yeah, like the issue twenty two of a comic issue. Well, oh, no, it's not a specific. Thing. Oh, okay. no, it's just I just used that because it was when. Um, uh, Alan Moore took over writing Swamp Thing and it just it went in a completely different direction. Okay. So um, The Incredibles is like telling the the untold tales of like the 1950s because there was a lot of censorship then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we get all these crazy ass um, Batman in space sort of stories that focus on like family values and everything. So um, Incredibles is taking those, those family values and, and updating them for modern times but also going deeper into what it looks like to be not only a family but also like a family with secrets and that is very much different than your modern family Hmm. um so So, did i so are there ingredients to a superhero story or does it it just depends on what the perspective is i guess there 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 are ingredients you need to have somebody that is above average Mm -hmm. um someone that was um on the outside or if they if they weren't before they have a change of they have a change of heart so like Spider-Man on the outside got these powers he's helping in a different way um he's still kind of on the outside but he knows like his his value Iron Man he was on top he he got brought down low but then he came up to a new point so it's either they are established they are a person of means or they don't have any power and they gain this power but they use it for um, for good. Mm-hmm. So and it has to be something that's above and beyond your everyday average person. Mm-hmm. So that's um, one of the necessary ingredients. And also, I mean, you need, and I mean, any story, you need an, an antagonist, right? So someone that's, it's either like directly the, the mirror image of like the hero took path A, the villain took path B, which is... Um, or you just have a cosmic entity. So Hercules is that, that cosmic entity of someone that's just chaotic evil for the sake of being chaotic evil. And then you have Syndrome, which he technically was helping people, but it, it came at a cost of the people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So um, I think Incredibles is 
pretty on the nose with any of the things it references. But I think mm. Hercules maybe less so, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if they're intending to be a comic book uh, reference. No, they're they're definitely not. After he grows up, it stops being like the Superman story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns more into like a, I guess a teen drama since he's still 17. He is 17. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they were just trying to make a kid-friendly version of the story of Hercules, which gets real dark and and he ends up killing a lot of things. And Although at the same time, the concept of Greek gods is not different from the modern concept of superheroes. No, it just, it's a little bit more integral is. to your everyday life yeah. when it's Greek gods, but it's these super, you know, these superhuman beings. Uh, I know the third time ago that I saw Hercules, uh, I know like Dick and I looked at each other after like the end of the first act. We're like, this is one of the best superhero movies we've ever seen. <laughs> and then it takes a turn, <laughs> both yeah, away from superhero and away from uh, best. But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think it's not just superhero movies where, you know, you have an ostracized kind of figure with exceptional abilities that has to figure out yeah. how to integrate into society using them. It's not just superheroes. It's There's a lot of movies like that. No, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that is, it's like... What is it? A, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is in square. Mm-hmm. Like that goes for a lot of movies, but in superhero movies, that's that's the easiest shorthand um, to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let, let's I guess track Hercules uh, and the parallels to superhero ness, because yeah. um, that's to me it's really interesting that these movies are both connected to superhero tropes but in different ways hercules it's more of the sequence of events and the plot and incredibles it's they are literally superheroes but it's much less like a traditional superhero movie it's yeah telling a story of characters that happen to be superheroes yeah, yeah. uh so hercules uh we already established this kind of first act uh is where does the first act end i would say after what would you say Dick? after go to the distance after go the diff- after he gets the hero's call yeah. right of uh, from his dad I guess in the middle of that song yeah in the his middle conflict <laughs> is resolved yeah after he his- gets the lightsaber Aww. so to speak yeah yeah it, it weirdly hercules uh, has an i want song mm-hmm. that's a pretty good i want song he's like i want to find where i belong mm-hmm. then after the first verse he meets zeus finds where he belongs and then sings two more verses of this song <laughs> So it's a little it's a little strange. Is I that, guess I guess the first act ends after that song, but it kind of feels like right in the middle of that song is like cool, you've found, you know, you've found where you belong. You're ready to start the next leg of your journey, which is getting to where you belong. Which is getting there and it's kind of like wait, do we just switch acts mid-song or not or what? But I'd say like after the song, he goes and finds Phil and that's when it's clearly we're in second act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it really break down like that? That it's a, it's a verse and then... I know it's, there's yeah, like a... Yeah, Go the Distance is weird in that movie. That it's like, you've got the verse one, and that's the only yeah. verse. Then there's like three choruses, but mm. they're separated by score and scenes. Um, so like, he meets... Yeah. He meets Zeus he like meets early Zeus, on to that song. Yeah, after one chorus or another. Hmm? Well, it is interrupted. Yeah. Okay. It's, that's true. You, yeah. Um, yeah, we were 
No, and each one true. like kind of like key changes and the orchestration gets more powerful, which is great, but he's not saying different things. So it's kind of anticlimactic message wise. I'll find where I belong. It's like, no, you you, you did. You did. You did. You see, yeah, you, you d- just the, did right. that. The statue talked to you. You didn't even have to eat any berries. So I guess. I- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you're, yeah. Full disclosure, we watched Good Dinosaur last night. Oh, it holds have- up as the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> it, there, there will be another episode on that movie. Um, oh. so, so yeah, and then you have the you have training, which is often in an origin story another component of it right like training how to use your powers like yeah iron man's whole like that comical videotaping scene where he's trying to do a bunch of tricks yeah. with his yeah. armor or all the x-men if it's you know the chris Ugh. nolan batman he when he trains with ross al ghul or right uh, doesn't that happen yeah they're fighting on the ice and he's learning how to become a ninja and- yeah Wax on, wax off, that kind of face yeah, of get, things. You get like your superpower. You have to learn how to mm-hmm. handle your superpower. Right. right. And it involves the first couple of like challenges for the superhero, some like kind of low stakes. At least they're presented as low stakes. I mean, if a Hydra was coming at me, I think the stakes would be, feel pretty darn high at, in the moment. Mm. Centaur is the first. Centaur is the first one. Yeah. But he doesn't Super have to stakes. actually... He doesn't, yeah, he, the stakes are even lower than Hercules realizes. Right, <laughs> and I, I think that's what what doesn't make me think about Hercules as a super movie mm-hmm. is because, like, yeah, that scene, if you take its essence, it's just, like, him being, like, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm supposed to help people, so here's what, like, here's how I'm going to help them. Instead of just, um, like, having a clear and present danger. I don't know. I'm just thinking of Spider-Man and mm-hmm. how he like will stop muggers. And it's very clear that like they're trying to like take the money or take the purse, right. whatever. But it was just like he was. I mean, the centaur was being an ass. Sure, he like, was harassing. The, well, I mean, he was harassing. It's it's an opportunity for Disney to be like, hey, this damsel in distress thing. We're gonna turn it on its head because it's wiggle, 1997 wiggle. and we're yeah. feminists. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's more what I see is uh, for that scene. Mm-hmm. So I guess the centaur is the first one, but the hydra is the first one that Hades throws at him. Centaur, he just kind of runs into by chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. intentionally. Uh, and maybe the hydra would, well, we'll talk about the fight scenes later. Maybe the hydra would feel more high stakes if it didn't look like garbage. Um, but I, I, I think, I still think the hydra is high stakes. Because it's, it's because it's a multiplying challenge. Yes, it is high stakes for Hercules at the time, but for the audience, you know that this is not the last fight. Yeah, you know Hercules. The audience, you're well, like, yeah. we're only forty five minutes into this. Like, this can't be the hardest thing he does. So what I'm that's what I'm saying as presented as. Okay. Yeah. The, like, like presented. It's like, stakes. hey, it's your chance to to get to where you you get to be a hmm. hero, and it's like. I guess cool. I, we I know. still have some of like my six-year-old sense of like this was like scary then, <laughs> and uh, like in subsequent video games, I've I've fought the Hydra. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but can't you see that with a lot of films? Is this like we're an hour in? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Frodo's not gonna get yeah right. killed the, by the. This, but I mean, whatever. that's that's a lot of superhero things, yeah, this, right? Is that it's, like it's just sort of the 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 superhero story? You get a low stakes fight, right? Um, like you know, even uh, in to take it to Incredibles, like. The first uh, syndrome or the first fight. Uh, syndrome. Oh throws yeah. Out. When it's Bob, like when it's kind of low Bob. stakes. Yeah. You know he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. You know right. it's not gonna be that bad. But mm-hmm. it's like it's still a cool ass fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 
I think that's something to that a good director and or storyteller will do. Is it like, you know that they're not going to like, they're not going to F this up mm-hmm. and they're not going to die. But at the same time, there's still like that dramatic tension. Mm-hmm. Right. When, and, and you you're assume saying that, that the hero make... is going to learn something from this fight yeah. and like maybe develop a new skill or something. And it, it sets up for future fights. Right. Like we say like, Oh, here's what Hercules powers are. Right. Here's what, you know, here's what Bob does against this crazy eyeball right. creature. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it also sets up limitations too. Yeah. Right? Like Hercules can get swallowed by a monster. Yeah. But he's gotta cut his way out. Like <laughs> Yeah. That the God stuff Which doesn't is really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh so then, then, then there's a series of fights, which I think is I mean it's literally a montage with a song. Yeah. Uh yeah. Not ne- it doesn't necessarily happen in that way in superhero movies, but I do feel like if it's a superhero movie, there is some expectation of action and fighting. Don't, and don't you remember Tobey Maguire singing "I'm <laughs> Spider Man"? I mean, yeah, the that, that's the, the best scene in any the, of the Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, Wait, oh boy, the second best scene in any of the Raimi Spider Man. The, the, the finger pointing down the, the street is that yes. the first one? Yeah. Yes. No, nope. the best one is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh. Uh, Rest in oh. peace. Oh, is ready. <laughs> I did not know that was Macho Man. That's Macho Man. Okay. There you go. Um, um, so, he, yeah, he, he has all those <laughs> fights, whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. and then the stakes are raised at the end, and it's a little bit darker, and the hero's got to, like, pull something new out of the bag in yeah. order to... When you mentioned that he went to Zeus again, I only vaguely remember that scene, and I'm not sure why I only vaguely remember that scene. Well, because it's not directed well. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, this, and he doesn't learn new information really. Yeah, the entirety of the scene is he goes to Zeus. He's like, "I'm a hero," and Zeus is like, "Nah, not, not yet. really." So, okay, bye. But so, there's no like foreshadowing of like a true hero will require sacrifice or whatever. It's just yeah. like he's like, nope, not yet. So it's like when you're when you're stuck in a video game and the NPC is just like, you need to like, no, this isn't what you're supposed to do. Go back to like, again. Cool. Can you give me more information? This no. isn't what you're supposed to do. <laughs> this isn't what you're supposed box. to do. Yeah. I get. Yeah. He, and then, he goes back once. Yeah, but that's it. And then he doesn't go back after every monster he fights, which I like could have fit in the montage. Yeah, like, he's been like ah, oh, or yeah. or even just one more visit after that Hydra, because no. the Hydra is not part of the montage. So he can go back and be like, hey, I fought this beast, and Zeus could be like, no, a true hero. Like he can keep With on like dropping fangs? hints. <laughs> Run off with your children. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, um, kill the Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, and and so he meet he faces off with the villain um, in a lot of superhero movies. Then like the trope is that the villain like reveals the whole plan to the superhero. That does not yeah. happen in Hercules. No, Hades is Hades, Hades is barely a smart introduces villain. himself. Which is yeah. Which uh, nope, not gonna say that. I was gonna say tr- Hades is a trickster character, but he's traditionally he is not. No, Hercules he is, is just not very smart. No, he's not. <laughs> I, I will say Andy, <laughs> He didn't really trick he's Hercules. A slab of meat. I I've I've thought a lot about about this this Hades thing and how like it just does not work for the movie to have a villain that you're not fighting against, but you are right in that Hades is a smart villain. Yeah. Like he like when you when you like kind of yell at a screen and you're like why aren't you doing this? And it's like, well, if they did that the movie would be over. Right. Hades is like 
cool. This guy's not going to know me until it's my time to strike. Like it, it kind of hurts the movie because we have, oh. this, comes out we of have nowhere. this confrontation with Hades and Hercules and Hercules is That's like, not a confrontation. I don't know who you are, but yep, I'll give you my I powers. I like Meg. You, here, even, here are my powers. But even as the audience, we have, we know more than the characters. Mm-hmm. We do. So even with the the notion that this is how he's going to strike at Herc, mm-hmm. that doesn't go like that's not told in the story. Like because I I feel like that goes like I get I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. That, like he's there is no interaction. There's probably three minutes of interaction in that entire movie yeah. between Herc and Hades, but like the the audience knows that like it's coming. So doesn't that do its own thing? I guess I, I see what you're saying. And I, I, I like it. I think to me it feels anticlimactic because what Hades' strategy before is, is let me throw monsters at him. Uh, I hope one kills him. Um, and sure. so there are these like epic fights. And so it is neat that then like how he actually gets what he wants is not this big monster, but it's trickery. I just want it to be a little bit more clever to like earn that payoff. If it's going to be that different and it's not all that clever. Like he just shows up the greatest villain in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Just like gentrification and in the Heights, ignorance is the true villain. And it's really (laughs) interesting that like Zeus is never like, Oh, uh, let me tell you a little about your, well, like first off, Zeus doesn't know that. Yeah, Hades he doesn't know that he's doing any of this him. either. But like, no one knows. He should have, but like, Hercules doesn't know who Hades is when he appears. No, no. he doesn't even know like he's there like is a, a god of the underworld named god. Hades. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think that would have been. <laughs> it's kind of like what? It's like Ariel not knowing the word for feet. She's yeah. like obsessed with human culture, but she doesn't know the word for feet. Even like Bob's. Hercules even though, is obsessed with finding where he belongs. He knows it's the gods. Even has feet. Like right. It's not just a human thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, if Hercules is really bent on finding his spot among the gods, maybe he should do a little research. Maybe he should know any yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that would have been that would have been good. He could have like. I've got a. I've I've got a. Some, some more rip torn in that for movie, this movie wouldn't but, uh, have been. Yeah, more rip torn we'll is always good. Yeah, yeah. Until he didn't he? Well, yeah. Sometimes he just shows up in a bank in the middle of the night. But right. But he things did not end well for I'm rip torn. I'm talking about putting him in Still movies, alive. not no, in he's banks. Not. What rip torn is dead, right? I, I, I think he's dead now. Do not think this is going to benefit our conversation okay. at anyway. all. So yeah, what keep were you going, saying? Dick. What were you saying? Uh, I was saying we don't put him in banks. We put them in movies. Yeah. Yeah. What What else was I saying? Uh, I don't know. That's all I got. Anyway, so, okay. So that hits the beats. And so, is so the ending of Hercules, where he proves himself as a true hero because selflessness and sacrifice, that that is a theme that comes up in superhero movies. Andy, how common would you say it is for a superhero then to, like, reject some of the, like, benefits of his superhero power, like superhero status to like live among, uh, out there among the Millers and the Weavers and their wives. <laughs> um, so what I'm hearing you say is how, how often or how rare is it that someone will be like, here, take my powers. If that's going to solve, Not necessarily solve the problem, take my powers, but like, Hey, you're a superhero. You saved the day. Here's your reward. And they go, 
no, the real reward is love and reject it. Like, is that a pretty common trope in superhero movies? Rejecting the reward? I can think of one what? movie for sure. Yeah, I'm a little confused by the question. Dick, Well, so you... like Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Right? Spider-Man at the end, they're like, spoilers, is like, they're like, yo, be part of the Avengers or whatever. Oh. And then Spider-Man's like, you know what? No, I, I gotta... I'd, I'd I gotta rather be, be the friendly neighborhood kid yeah. than part of you all or like maybe even I'm gonna own my own small business instead maybe, of joining your big box company yeah <laughs> but maybe even iron man where he's like you know we're like i guess it's it's less a, a rejection mm-hmm. of reward and more like a final act of selflessness mm. right it's, mm-hmm. it's a third way it's not positive or negative it's yeah. it's their new path that they yeah yeah because like tony term turned from an arms dealer to mm-hmm. uh a life maker mm-hmm. so and you're talking in terms of like when herc just did. like is this from the superhero playbook yeah because yeah. it's certainly not from the mythology <laughs> no, <laughs> like where is. where is it from um is yeah. it from the superhero playbook or is it just like this is a disney ending like i think it's it's a lot more of a disney ending mm-hmm. um sometimes there'll be moments where um, especially in Superman, actually, like there are always, he's never always like the last of his kind. They always like Kryptonians pop up from other pocket dimensions, what have you. But they're like, they'll say like, Hey, come live with us. Like we can like rule the world together. Or we can do all this stuff. He's like, nah, like I'm good with my life here. And like, I'm going to stay with these people that I've grown up with since this would be an entire like culture shock to go mm-hmm. live with the gods or it would be. Yeah, so you you it's more Disney. It'll crop up from time to time in in other movies mm-hmm. or other comic stuff, but not mm-hmm. as readily. So we've we've just spent a ton of time talking about Ton Hercules. of time on Hercules. I want to jump I want to jump to in- Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Uh and just just talk through that a little bit. Um and and I think we can do that while talking about the 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 messages of both of these yeah. movies. Yeah. Um the message of Hercules is a little unclear. It's a little bit like be true, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself, and I think what they want the message to be is like um, sacrificing yourself is what it means to be a true hero. Yeah, being a martyr. But they is the never. Most <laughs> we, they, uh, we never literally say it. <laughs> we don't literally mean <laughs> it either. Like they don't really say it. It's just the final plot device mm. turns out to be that. So, like, I think it's a good message. It's just not... It's kind of like sideways uh, hit. I don't know. But the, the Incredibles, the message is there from, like, early on. Yes. It's like, we've, we've got these... Powers. What's Specials. that? Specials. Hide your powers. <laughs> Hide your powers or, like... Conceal. Don't feel. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like, it's like we, we, we've got these people... Who have these amazing abilities? Let them do the amazing thing. Like know your power, help the team, always do good, mm. and just like do, like do your thing. Um, and the the message, like the the thing that's kind of repeated is if if everyone's special, then no one is. That's the villain's stated goal. That's also Dash's stated goal, like right at the beginning. Dash's right. no one's. If everyone's special, then no one is. Right. 
Like because he has to hide his running powers yeah, at Dash, school. Dash is coming at it from one way, saying mm-hmm. like, "Hey, if everyone is special, then no one's special. I can't show off my ability. I can't be special. Yeah." But hmm. then, yeah, like you said, Syndrome is saying, uh, "Cool, I'm going to make everyone normal or everyone Everyone's special, superhero. so that no one is special." Right. Interesting. I've never. I don't think I've thought about it that technically, but yeah, you have the the child version and then like how it can become bastardized as an adult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because dash is like well like no like i want to be like i want to stand out like i want to i want to find my place and i think both these movies about are about finding your place Mm -hmm. in in some way and it's not always the place that it's going to look like Mm -hmm. right because like herc didn't understand that like that's where he was going to end up like he's a full god and he gets the girl as well and close the ending but um the the incredibles either i mean like even without the second movie which you don't need to understand the first one like you understand that like they're gonna be back in this place of like like we can help people like we can use our powers and we can actually uh benefit everybody and benefit themselves i mean the whole the being true the most dynamic character arc in the story is Bob. Jack Jack. And his, oh, his Jack Jack. <laughs> uh, is Bob who clearly is stagnant when yeah. he's not able to exercise his powers and his exceptional abilities. No. And then when he is given an opportunity to do that, he comes back to life. Like li- like almost literally comes back to life. Yeah. Um and so it's stating a message there um that, you know, you've got to be able to do the thing you do. I think we're in Incredibles, I think it's a strong message. I think it's said well. I think there's just some semantics that it has some issues with um, because it, um, it likely unintentionally, I've been reading a little bit uh, on the subject, but it co-ops uh, some of the language of Ayn Rand, mm-hmm. uh, author of The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged um, and kind of uh, modern day muse for ultra libertarians. Uh, point of view mm. that I mean, she almost literally, I think, says in her writing, "If everyone is special, then no one is." And she had big problems with, you know, it, like the cream should rise to the top because it's cream. Like screw the rest of the milk. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, the cream should be able to rise all the way to the top, and who cares about what anyone else thinks? And they should be able to exercise the abilities. And uh, I mean, it it runs right. into problem when it's like Special those are the only people are... who are fit to rule and make right. money. And <laughs> Special people are great, so we should right reinforce that. And I don't think that's what Incredibles is trying to say. No, but some of the language is kind of spookily similar, and so there has been a lot written on like is Brad Bird an Ayn Rand fan? Like and trying to subliminally uh I, fountainhead us all into <laughs> no, I I think that's I don't think Brad Bird is an Ayn Rand fanatic but I, I think, agree <laughs> but I I think that's a really interesting especially with like um modern superhero films you you have these questions and especially in the the comic realm during the early 2000s you had a lot of these questions of what like what's the purpose of superheroes right like why why should they why why do they need to do what they need to do but i think that's a that's a great argument it's like if if they're great why shouldn't they come to the top but then that's where you like i think that's where you draw the line between a villain and a hero is that like you 
like, yeah, you could like rule, like, yeah, Superman could just be the untold dictator of the world, right. but he's not because and, I mean, and the whole in all of these is in the libertarian argument here is that like only certain skills are valued as mm, special mm, and okay. exceptional. Yeah, I know very little. And it's about like that, so. if you could, I mean. That, right, like capitalism. Like if you're good at capitalism, that's a high priority skill. Right. That's cream that rises to the top. If you're good at like, I don't know, like teaching or like saving people's lives, eh, like yeah, that's fine. You can still do that, but you shouldn't like be in charge of anything because yeah. you're not good at making money for people. Like, and, and the 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 interesting thing um, that I just picked up on is is the different ways of handling that feeling because that's that's so the. My understanding of one of the reasons that Brad Bird wanted like this message is because he felt that he was not being valued at Disney. Yes. When he was there. Yes. Mm. So like he's like, look, if you don't let me do my thing, then you are not going to like get you're not going to get the most out mm-hmm. of me. Because he worked at Disney before Pixar. Is, that, is that correct? At Disney until like ninety one. Mm-hmm. I think like he wrote batteries not included or wrote for it. Mm-hmm. He was worked on Fox and the Hound. He worked okay. on some stuff. Um, he everyone worked on Fox and the Hound. Everyone did. Everyone um, we've talked really? about on this podcast. He worked on the Simpsons for a good long while. He was mm-hmm. a, a great director on that show. Uh, surprise! If there's a great animation sequence or a great action sequence in an episode of The Simpsons, it's Brad Bird. It's Brad Bird. Aww. Um, he was an animator in Garfield and Friends. Yes. Hey. Like you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was like, he was. My understanding is that he wasn't valued. He didn't feel valued. He felt stagnated. He felt stagnant. Yeah. He felt like Bob. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, like, it's it's interesting. We've got this kid Dash, who like. He's got some good parents who are like, look, I know it sucks that you can't do this, but you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Your fe- we get your feelings. That it sucks, mm-hmm. but you can't do this. Uh, like, I don't know what Syndrome's folks were like, but it seems like he got that same message and did not, or like he got similar messaging and didn't handle it super well. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, Syndrome doesn't have He doesn't have powers, powers. but he's, he's like... He's he's a Batman he's superhero. Just a he jerk. just created a bunch of technology. Yeah, or a Flash villain. Well, he'd be more like a Batman. A oh, Flash villain. I'm like, no, Flash is really fast. No, he's the, Dash. Literally. He, yeah, uh, Syndrome is a lot like the. He has the moral complexity and, and sometimes ambiguity of a lot of uh, Flash's rogues. Mm. Um, but Captain Cold is like he has a set of rules that like all the other rogues have to follow. Uh, that's like the the flash gallery of villains. That's what they call themselves. So like, there's a set of rules that you have to follow, and um, just this idea that like they 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 only take what they need, and like each of them like has their own uh, special brand of crazy and bad things that have happened to them. But he's like, like we all got bad shit that's happened, but we can also like do better. Like as villains. Mm. Um, with, with trying to control that. So like syndrome definitely plays into that same realm of villain. That's like, I kind of get it, but also like, you're not going about it in like the most Mm -hmm. appealing way or a way that helps more people than you. And it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Then it hurts as well. Side note. Yeah. I learned about Captain Cold just yesterday 
at a comic book store because I picked up a very helpful ah, set of books ah. um, oh. called Superheroes. <laughs> DC has made this like, they're, they're, it's like old school illustrations, but these like board set of it's board like books. for books Yeah. Almost, no, right? well, they're board books for toddlers, like yeah. ABCs and colors and opposite. Wait, like, where did Superman's... Well, like okay. Superman's cape is red. The uh. Joker's hair is green. Like, sure. they were really lovely books. Um, but I learned in the supervillains book uh-huh. about making bad choices and good choices. Yes. Uh, Captain Cold freezes people yes. and hurts them. Uh-huh. The Flash helps people be like the Flash. Oh. <laughs> So uh, well, I just uh, that that reference that you just made would have gone over my head just 24 we're, hours ago. Were <laughs> we to record this yesterday? I so <laughs> thank you, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden and thank Planet, you, Andy, comic for books. Us there. Yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> and I might need to get all of these board books. <laughs> uh, I, Wait, I want to I want to move on to talking about the action sequences. But yeah. Before yeah. I do, I just want to address, uh, Buddy uh, is. Buddy's the syndrome. Oh, thank you. Young yeah. syndrome, right? Just like, hey, pal. Mm-hmm. He invented rocket boots at like age eight. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can we just give him a little credit for that? I That's mean, impressive honestly, like hell. Bob was a jerk to him. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he would have been a great asset to this team. Right. Like, yeah. And like he was a very controlled villain. Yeah. Like he didn't go like just off the rails and start like freezing people or, or doing whatever. Like mm-hmm. he was very quiet and very systematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took out Gizmo and, or Geyser Beam mm-hmm. and like all those other villains. Imagine if he had stayed on the good side and like, he was just yeah. like, cool, I'm not going to be a superhero. Cause that's not for me, mm-hmm. but he just worked with Edna. Right. Like they would have been a great team. Those are yeah. the, those are my favorite oh my characters. Like those like Q and all those, like yeah. the, the mechanical people that are just like, here are these like, Rocket fist boots punchers. <laughs> they also Rocket drill. Fist Rocket fist boots punchers. punchers. Yeah. But yeah, that, and that why, is And remind me, why does Bob turn him away? Because he's just too pushy? Like he's too clingy? He's like an eight-year-old. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, child... But it's not specifically because like, also, you're not special, right? Like no, that's kind of... That's what Syndrome gets out of it. Yeah. But... Well, no. Bob says you're not special. But I think it's... <laughs> Okay, so he literally says so, that. Okay, he does literally say that. But I think it's to like kind of old yeller him to be uh-huh. like, we never loved you. Like, get, so I, Harry and I, the Hendersons. Yeah, I brought this up yesterday. Old yellering I know, someone I, okay. would be to shoot them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he had to Harry and Harry the, and the Henderson. Henderson. He had to Harry and the there Henderson then. Yes. <laughs> or whatever so, that cheetah movie I saw was. I don't know. There's a movie. People yeah? get a cheetah. Uh-huh. They have to Harry and the Hendersons that cheetah. I've decided it might be called Born Wild. I think it was a Disney movie. Was it the, it's the one about the lion? Uh, Ilsa? Secondhand lions? I don't know. That's born free, sorry. Um, that might be it. Born free. Born wild, born free. I don't anyway, think that ends with them. Let's talk about yeah. the action sequences <laughs> in these movies. Because there are good ones. I mean, both yes. both are, you know, talk about a, a kind of a slow burn villain. Uh, both villains burn. Uh, Hades, literally, his head burns. He's got mm-hmm. a flame on top of his head the whole movie. Explain anyway, syndrome, they're then? both they're both smart. Yeah, what does they're both syndrome burn. Uh, no, with a slow burn of his like uh, toxic, oh. uh, special masculinity thing. I don't know. Right. I, it's not necessarily having to deal with male, but um, yeah, they're both calculating villains uh, that throw a lot of peril at. 
the protagonists before they even introduce themselves. Mm. Um, and those result in some, uh, a lot of action sequences. Yeah. Uh, some are good. Uh, not always. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so let's go back to Hercules. and Hercules. It, uh, the action sequences. Andy, can you kind of just quick list some of the action sequences in Hercules? Um, like, like fights or just things where yeah. his powers get used? Action sequences. Um, wow. There are only a handful. Now that I'm thinking about it, you have... Uh, the montage, which I think is a fun zero to hero. Yeah, you have. Yeah. A, it's a fun show off his powers. And it's supposed you, to be like the twelve, the twelve what? The twelve? No, no, not, not the of, training montage. Oh, the training montage. Oh, the yeah. training montage with the yeah. dummy. Yeah. Oh, that dummy's yeah. so cute. Yeah, um, where you see dummy. him turn into his costume that he wears for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, he gets his superhero costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah a super suit. Um, he, he always knows where it is, too. No cape? Const- no cape. Oh, he is. It does he does have, have a cape. cape. Damn it. Hercules. Yeah. It looks weird when he doesn't have one. Um, so, yeah, that's an action so, sequence. Okay. There's, like, bows and arrows. There's yeah. things flying at him. Uh, centaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, like, a second long, but, yeah. Yeah, but it's he, like, still... He, Yeah. Yeah, punches him into the air. Uh, the beautiful Jim Cummings, also in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, like... 30 characters in this movie. Yeah. I mean, just, that's standard Disney Just practice. anything yeah. uh, is Jim Cummings, um, any show. And then we have the Hydra fight. Hydra. Which, God bless them, they tried very hard so, to make Andy, that happen. what are you referring to right now? Oh. Explain for our mm, listeners. Thank you. The um, very, very crude use of CGI. Um to create the the Hydra, uh, it was partially CGI, and then for the close-up shots, they made it animated. Did they animate it, or did they do like an animated overlay on the CGI? I don't think they were that advanced yet. Cell, cell I don't shading think, I was don't remember, a number of years away. I don't remember a frame where that thing looks good. It got, yeah, it's... I feel it's, like when he was cutting out of it, it... Maybe. Yeah, there's points where it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I will say in Hercules's defense, uh when I watched this for I think the first full time a year ago, mm-hmm. uh I thought that Hydra looked terrible. But since then I have watched Titan A. <laughs> I have watched Anastasia again. Uh-huh. I have I've watched a lot. And uh by, by comparison, comparison. <laughs> it's pretty decent. Thank you. It's at least consistent with itself. Yeah, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Just to me, there's like no texture to it. It's all very smooth. Like Yeah. And I think one of the biggest problems in, in this time of animation is integrating 3D and 2D effects. Right. And that's that was, really where Hercules loses. Yeah. Is because of like, if that was like, I don't know, some kind of like video game commercial in 1997, the Hydro would be fine on its own. Mm. Like it, it looks kind of weird because it's like so slick, but it's especially because like even the Hercules it, characters look different for Disney. They're stylized and that's a different yeah. thing. But like the animation is good. It's a Disney movie. So you then add in this monster that does not look very good or does not look the same quality of good and you're like what why are you ruining this shot like monster if yeah, hercules it, had been a cg movie mm-hmm. that hydra would look great right. oh yeah i think yeah it, it did benefit from the weather effects so like when it started raining and thundering and lightning it 
it was a little bit better, but yeah, it that's was, true. the shading is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah Superman those. 64 style. If we throw some fog on there, <laughs> it will be okay. Uh, that sort of deal. So, and most of the, a lot of the characters in the montage are 3D too, or are they 2D? It goes by so no, quickly. I, I think they're 2D. They're they're all Scar animated. Is. <laughs> Scar uh, is. That was a that was a good reference. Uh, so here's my problem with that scar. So one of Hercules's labors in that montage is defeating a lion. Right. And they, they animated as scar because Disney has a practice of putting Easter eggs from other movies. And yeah. what I have a problem with is it breaks universe continuity. Like if it's going to be star scar, like either the hyenas kill him or Hercules killed, like which, wait, which wait, is wait, it? Wait, wait. So you don't have any problem with like the beast appearing in Aladdin. He's a toy. Uh, that's fair. He's a toy, and it's it's anachronistic. I get it. It's like, but it's like cutesy, and it's like over in a second. I mean, we don't. Scar is in like multiple scenes we don't of hear Hercules him talk. dead and alive. We don't hear him talk, but like it's definitely Scar. It's another it's lion that Scar. looks a lot like Scar. Uh, I don't know. And it's just Scar. like it's Belle, not in the same animation style as the movie. Like <laughs> Belle shows up in Hunchback. Yes, because she is in, she wouldn't be in Paris. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But she is in France and she just walks by. It's not like she meets Quasimodo and like hangs out in his bell tower instead of getting kidnapped to the castle. Your rules are very uh, Scar does not die by the hand of a Greek god in the Lion King. What about in Tangled when Princess Tangle is wearing the corpse (laughs) of Cinderella on her head? (laughs) What about that? That would be so terrible. That'd be terrifying. Was that, was that a deleted scene? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really remember that. <laughs> oh no, um, no, I don't like that scar reference. So, I think so it's a, we've we've got some we've got some, but the pretty dope battle scenes. But the Titans at the end are two D, and they yeah. look awesome. They look they look awesome, but I would say that that's like one of the worst fight scenes in the movie because it's like over before it starts. It's over before it starts. Also, there's a like, Paul Schaefer in it. There's a Paul Schaefer, which they laid dollar short. Um, but you, you bring in like these cool Titans and then they're like idiots. They don't know how to get to the mountain. Yeah. And yeah. Then there's, there's a lot of inconsistency where it's like Zeus killed them all on his own before, mm-hmm. but uh, now trap them. We don't trap them. Killing happens own. off screen in Disney movies. Uh, he trapped them all on his Usually own Usually by a hunter. Or a hunchback. What? Yeah. A hunter. Um, so, so yeah, like, like, uh, Zeus traps them all before. This time, he and all of the gods can't do anything, and then and Hercules it's related to prophecy, right? Like a little bit. Hercules is supposed to be there; otherwise, they they will lose. But there's no logical reason right. that the same group of people couldn't defeat the same group of titans two times. Like, besides it just being a prophecy. So, well, but does the fact that Hades is working with the titans? But still, I mean, all that's I did like. Was- all he did was point at the point mountain. in the right direction. I mean, maybe that's why they lost last time. Maybe they were <laughs> heading they away were from Mount Olympus, and Zeus just made an executive decision as he a preventive measure. Hurled the hurled Tur- the lightning like, bolts uh, These guys are going to wander. They're just going to cause a lot of tough. a lot of paperwork. I'll just kill them. Like <laughs> so. So, uh, best fight scene in Hercules. Uh, either the for me, it's either that training sequence. Yeah. Or I guess the Hydra. Oh no, no, the the training sequence of the Centaur. Even though it's short, I love the design of the Centaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that fight. I actually, besides the like physical appearance of it, I think the Hydra fight is well directed. Yeah. Like it's there are 
it's well sequenced. There's like tiers of stakes. You know, we're talking about stakes within the scene. Yeah. Um, that he like has trouble with it. He gets swallowed. That's a bad thing. And then he cuts his way out. Sure You're like, is. yeah. And then it's like, oh, no more heads. Like, <laughs> there's a, too many brooms. This is another thing. Too many brooms. Um, <laughs> but so I think it's well directed, I, even though it looks, it's hard to look at. Andy, do you have a favorite? Now that I'm now now that we're talking about both these movies at the same time, all I can think of is Incredibles. But I just like it's not a fight sequence, which is yeah, there aren't a whole lot that like really pique my interest. I just like when he dives into the hold on, I like when he just dives into the the pit of the dead and then he proves himself. Like, like I know your favorite fight sequence in this movie. Yeah, Sam. No. It's right after that scene. Oh, yeah, when he punches them in the face. (laughs) Yeah. A year ago, when Dick and I were watching this movie, and it's slowly descending from, like, a really promising movie to, I don't think this makes any sense, and I don't think it's doing what the directors thought it was doing. Um, And I'm texting with Andy. I'm like, this movie gets bad. He's like, oh, I don't know. I just like the part where Hercules punches Hades in the face. <laughs> like, that was your defense of the movie Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of logic to it. I just... Yeah. It's it's a satisfying moment in, no, the, it, in it, the moment. It's a, it's a satisfying moment. And I think Pegasus blows his hair out or something. That's also funny. Yeah. But looking at this in an intensive way, I guess, like, the overall story, like, where the story goes and where it ends up is more satisfying than, like, the fight sequences. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I guess mm-hmm. the zero to hero then is the, the yeah. best because yeah. he's just um, just clabbering a bunch of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Or the fight with the uh, no, the fight with Cyclops goes real bad. Yeah, that ends poorly. Uh, Incredibles has a number of ac- action sequences. It's like too. action sequences from front to back. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like nonstop. There are. Um, and that's, and Brad Bird has done a lot of action, right? I mean, you said like yeah. Simpsons, he was kind of action. Iron heavy. Giant. Yeah. Iron Giant. That's right. Uh, Mission Impossible 3 and maybe 4, uh, which were after yeah. Incredibles, but like he. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think those movies are a combination of him and J.J. Abrams. So yeah. like mm. that's, yeah. That's great. Say what you will about Tom Cruise and all of his Tom going on. People talk about those movies, like specifically no, yeah. three and four. It's like, they're, actually, these are quite good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're good action pace movies. What um, do you think? And you've mentioned this, Andy, as what you like about The Incredibles, that Brad Bird, as an action director, really knows what he's doing, and you love these action sequences. Like, what about these action sequences make them, uh, they, as Ayn Rand would say, rise to the top? Like uh, the cream. <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer that now. So the... They feel very comic booky, and the one I'm thinking of exclusively is um, when Dash starts running. So yes. there's a there's a sense of tension. You don't know what's going to happen uh, to Dash in in the in the thing because like when the rocket launches, they get um, like shot out of the cave, and he's he's fighting these like grown men that are willing to kill a child because mm-hmm. they're like they're just shooting at him. But the the sense of of movement and like joy in that scene. Yeah. So like when um <laughs> when Dash is is like running away from the two cyclocopters or whatever the hell they are, um, and he's like 
he, he has his eyes closed. I just closed my eyes. I realized no one can see that except in this room. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Can confirm. Um, but just when he's like running on the water and like he realizes he's doing it, he like belts out this laugh and just like doubles his efforts. And it's just yeah. like, no, like I can do this. Like you, you have these like really strong realization moments in the moment. Mm. Um, and just these like um, very natural, cohesive, uh, fa- like not only family moments, but like use of their powers i mean the incredibles are more or less the fantastic four mm-hmm. um you change a few power sets but um when when all four of them meet up again in the in the jungle it's like i think bob just is like okay like let's do it dash creates a, a smoke field mm-hmm. violet throws up her shield mm-hmm. and then he just starts like hurling shit at the at the helicopters and and helen is is punching people out so like they don't have to deal with them it's just this very like cohesive natural uh fight style that he creates for this family and like the the shorthand is is there because like you know these characters and it it does well to their personality it it seems to me like just listening to you talk about incredibles listening to you talk about hercules that like it's a clear favorite it is well yeah but it's it's clearly important to have a well-directed fight scene to have like the cool action yeah the thing i keep hearing you come back to is like here's what this character learned in this moment here's what Mm -hmm. we learned about this character like you know this this fight scene was awesome because it had like these swooping things and dash (laughs) running around but really the moment was like when Dash realized he was awesome and then it kicked into high gear. Yeah, I guess, I guess that is. Thinking about other shows and cartoons I've watched, like that strategic battle is a lot more satisfying mm. when like when you think the, the hero is like against the ropes and they're just like, not even like anime style where they're like, huh, it's like not even my true power. But like <laughs> when you realize that like they've, they've had that all along um, and that is definitely... Yeah, those those moments are the best when they they realize that like oh like I do this instead of that and mm-hmm. here's the solution. Right, it's not just an action scene to be an action scene. It's character development. It's storytelling. I I am not the first person to make this connection, but action sequences are often uh, very similar to musical numbers in a musical, where yes, it is something different stylistically than what's happening before and after it, but good musical theater something will change over the course of a song, whether it's a character learning about themselves or plot moving forward. And that's what separates modern musical theater and also good musicals from what it was before in the classic, you know, park and bark style. Yeah. Where it's like, we will stop (laughs) the show now. Here is a song. (laughs) Well, I mean, West Side Story actually is in the modern vein. There are things that happen in the middle of the song. Let's not Um, throw modern around too hard. Yeah, I know. But like Showboat or something like that, like where the, the action stops for this three-minute musical number and then it picks back up afterward. Yeah. Um, it feels, I, I mean, audiences at the time didn't know any better and it was more right. a review style anyway, but that's a hallmark of modern good musical theater is that the songs are taking you with it and it's just a different mode of presenting I'm, I'm a character. I'm ashamed that I did not realize that until pretty much right now, that like <laughs> a good fight sequence tells a story you you have like highs and lows in the fight mm-hmm. and yeah and then whoever comes out on top like yeah they win but like it's the the better fight sequences are like what does this character lose by like winning 
or like they lost, but like how much did they actually lose? Mm-hmm. Because they probably lost a lot. It's it's just a shame that like we can go and see live musicals, but there's not really a live form of entertainment where you tell a story through like uh, I don't know, like action sequence. With like characters that have uh, yeah, defined like really characteristics, characters and, and ongoing plot lines. Uh, you know who would be good at that kind of theater would be uh, the guy from uh, the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie, Bonesaw. Yeah. Uh, that guy from Moana would be pretty good He'd too, right? He'd also be very good at that uh-huh. kind of live action theater uh, that doesn't get enough respect. Um, I do think... I do think professional wrestling is a little different it. in that it's all it a second. action sequences. It's not punctuating. Although, I don't know. That's yeah, true. You, I've been to only, a wrestling match. There's a lot of stuff that's happening outside of the fighting. And you've only been to like live shows. Right. Uh, when, if, you're watching like, uh, if you're watching a whole show, there's like... There's interviews in between. Anyway, we don't need to make this about wrestling. Anyway. We make everything else about wrestling. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, do, now let's it, talk about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the does, next hour. <laughs> does, does anyone have any, like, any like, final observations before we jump into the final cut? I, uh, I mean, in general, I think we'd be remiss if, again, we are not the first people to bring this up. Uh, to talk about some tonal issues in Hercules. Sure. Um, Where he's losing to a bird. He's losing to a bird here. Uh, Hercules is a comedy and an action movie and a coming-of-age movie, and it kind of throws all of it at you, and, and I'm not sure that it all works together, whereas Incredibles kind of ties everything together well. The to- it's funny. I laugh a lot in Incredibles, but it is woven together in a way that is... Um, more cohesive than I think Hercules ends up on. And There's, one of the reasons we have not loved Hercules in the viewings is because of these like kind of weird like Air Hercules shoes that come yeah. up and it doesn't really, I don't know, like it's a reference just to be a reference. It's a Shrekerence. And there's a, there's a, there's a scene right before uh, the action sequence that Andy was talking about where Dash like really gets his powers going where Helen says to the kids, she's like, Look, these are bad guys. They will kill children. Yeah. Or or something along those lines. Something along those lines. It's like it sets up that this is gonna be scary. And the action sequence is like it continues to be scary, but it takes a while until like like Dash is scared, things are bad, he starts running on water, things get good for him, and it you get a little levity. But Mm -hmm. I think I think in Hercules you get like, this is the worst thing ever. Joke. This is the worst thing ever. Right. Hades' hair goes Joke. out and that's funny. Like, <laughs> and it, like oh, did someone yeah. blow my hair out? Yeah. yeah. Which is which is a funny bit. Uh-huh. But also, I feel like it. Like a lot of times in Hercules, the jokes come at the expense of, of the, the action or vice versa. And mm. and yeah, if uh, we'll probably post to this at some point. Um the film uh, video essayist Lindsay Ellis does a really good uh, piece on Hercules, and um, she can explain the tonal issues much better than we can. So we yeah. highly recommend her video on she Hercules. Has, she has hmm. some different opinions than we do mm-hmm. on this movie, but she I think she sums up the tonal issues very nicely. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready for the final cut? The final cut? The final, the final cut. cut. The final cut. Bobby Newport. all right so uh uh andy i'm gonna let you uh kick off the final cut here um kicker sir kicker sir um so final cut is a series of three different things okay uh 
we say that they're short form, but they don't end up being short form yeah. ever. Sure. Andy, between you've got two two movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say two great movies. You've got two movies. Um, you've got <laughs> Hercules. They you've got Incredibles. <laughs> you've got impressive people uh, involved in yeah. all of them. You've got these great characters. Who is your MVP of these movies? MVP. Um, I was going to mention this as a side note earlier. I would actually say uh, Michael Giacchino. Ooh. Um, Ooh. He, yeah, so... I, Men can burn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mencken did uh, Hercules. Yeah. It yeah. Was, was it just him or is it... Uh, and, a, and a lyricist, but sure. he did the score. Um, Giacchino is one of my favorite composers. Um, lost Speed Racer, which... Yes. Um, so good. Fantastic scoring. I didn't make it through the movie, but okay. Um, <laughs> but the what I was saying, like the, the dash running on water, like you have this very heavy like action um, action music. It's it's discernible from other action music that's just like trumpets and and boas. Um, <laughs> but like when when dash starts running on water, like I'll be listening to it at work, and I can tell it's like oh like. Because it goes, and then it like goes back into the theme, but it's it's lighter, it's it's more, mm. um, what have you. So, yeah, Giacchino, and then, yeah, Giacchino. Just, yeah, just Giacchino. one. Yeah, Giacchino. we usually just do yeah. just one. Yeah. That's a great. I'm glad that you brought up that music because Incredibles, just in general, I haven't listened to the soundtrack proper, but it's a fun take on kind of superhero Mm -hmm. music in general. And it's like a little bit of that, like mod kind of Spider-Man inspired thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it does it in a very modern way that Mm -hmm. works well. And the score supports and doesn't distract. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. G channel all the way. Yeah. Uh, No, you're following. Oh no. Okay. Oh, I've got one. All right, go. Uh, I think Brad Bird is uh, Mm. MVP here. And I think it's, you know, a more obvious answer, but I think you see a real difference with a director that really has, uh, and this is not a slam on Musker and Clements, John Musker and Ron Clements. We've done a lot of their movies on the podcast uh, yeah. so far. Well, they've done um, a lot of movies. They've done a lot yeah. of movies. That's, that's you're not wrong. Um, no, that's right. That's true. You know, I think Brad Bird, uh, and and I think this is a Pixar thing in general that once they put a director on a project, it's really theirs, and they get to. Yes. really call all the shots and there's I'm sure there's input I'm sure there's corporate uh, mumbo jumbo but um, this really feels like a movie with a singular vision mm. The Incredibles um, whereas Hercules I it, you know it it doesn't <laughs> and I don't think that is the director's fault I think there's a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen yeah um, by necessity in the Disney the way Disney run things mm. um, so I really appreciate Brad Bird's because I'm not I don't consider myself like an action movie fan. Um, I think uh, that stems from watching all three Lord of the Ring movies in four days. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> there were some good moments in that one, but talk about like a fight scene that doesn't go anywhere. That's the entire second movie, right? It goes. It goes somewhere. It, just, it goes, it to, goes the to the third movie. movie. It goes to the third movie. <laughs> um, also, I had a lot of time to make up for being subjected to uh, watching tapes of the Backstreet Boys. You watched a lot of tapes of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. That's true. So 12 Uh, hours is a very small price to pay. Guess who watches those now? Yeah. By choice. He asks. Yeah. He loves Kevin. Uh, Kevin's great. 
because he just doesn't care. Okay, sorry. Kevin is my uh, MVP of the Backstreet Boys, yeah. but my MVP of uh, these two movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script. Flip uh, it, because we've got Pop like a it. couple of we got a couple of big reps for Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna throw my love to Alan Menken on this mm. one. Uh, yes, please. Hercules, I think. Uh, is a movie, as we've discussed, that has some problems. I think there's a lot of fun moments. But I oh, think yeah. the most enjoyment I get is from those muses and and like those, what, two or three songs that they sing. Mm-hmm. It's from Alan Menken's score, like really bringing it. Here, uh, zero to Hero for that fight scene. Or yeah. that uh, montage. Or the montage, yeah. yeah. So fun. Like, it it's is. It's a fun song. It really accents like... Like it's it's not too serious. We're just having fun with it. Like, I, I you know as as much as I don't really care that much about Hercules, I love the 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 music in this. It's a wonderful yeah. score, particularly the the vocal songs. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna mm-hmm. move into crossovers, but we're mm-hmm. gonna switch this up. Andy went first on the last one. Okay. Kate, you're gonna go first on crossovers. All right. Uh, can I make a quick plug? Oh my and by, god! And by plug, plug, I mean I I don't have anything to hawk. But there's this great um, Pixar documentary that came out with the Wally DVD, um, and it kind of it goes through like a really brief history of animation as well as the history of Pixar. Um, if I could remember the name, I would definitely state it. But it's on the Wally DVD extras, so if you look up. Whatever those were, you'll find yeah, it. And we'll post a link. We'll find it after the cool, podcast yeah. and post it. Um, it was a very interesting history. And what you were saying before about um, the directors having complete control, that is absolutely true. They, mm. they, I mean, uh, an unmitigated success for the first 10, 15 years of their life is like unheard of for any mm. company. Mm. So Pixar is a amazing company not that i really have to so convince we, anybody but so we know who to blame for good dinosaur Pick. disney disney <laughs> uh, uh we love disney we love uh, them. okay crossover oh i have not thought about this um do 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 i think um i think uh, i would like to see what in a, in maybe a new movie or uh, a video game, maybe? I don't know. I'd like to see Hades and Syndrome team up. Because uh, they are smart. It's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> are they both in it? No, oh. unfortunately. Um, Hades is. But I think they're both... I think they're both good villains. Huh. Uh, Hades doesn't quite uh, get the the best movie for his... Oh, I know. No, we, we add a different voice to Hades. Is that the face you're making, Andy? Oh, no, no, we no. Don't, we, we, I'm just thinking of my cross-up. It's really no, good. Okay. We could change that voice. Yeah, we're, we're, we don't need uh, that kind of crazy in our lives. James Woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, yes. Yeah. But yeah, they are two villains that both play the long game. Yeah, they play they, the long game. They both plan meticulously. Mm-hmm. It works better for one than it does for the other, mm-hmm. but they could be really good together. Yeah, I think they could cause some havoc, um, and it would be... I think it would also be a. I think what what Hades is missing is like a straight man to his like like he he has to be his own straight man and joke teller, mm-hmm. um, and a Syndrome would be a great straight man to Hades kind of uh, wheel and deal and car salesman. That's a great point. Mm. Oh. Uh, Dick, what do you got as a crossover? All right, so here's my crossover. I think Hercules is an okay hero, but he like. 
he gets really distracted from his heroism with this whole Meg thing. He with wears, his heroin use. Is that yes, what you're saying? With his heroin. Hero, heroism. Uh, he wears a cape. Uh, he just does a lot of stuff he shouldn't do, and I don't think he had the best trainer. I want Edna to be in Hercules <gasps> yes. to fix that boy up and make him a real hero. <laughs> That's great. Oh, um, Andy. Jeez. The time has come. Um, I don't know if this will be as funny as I was thinking it would be. <laughs> so here we go. The um, they're not all winners for us either. Yeah, the their government liaison. Um, he is a fun sardonic wit about him. Uh, so maybe a buddy cop movie with him and either, I think him and Phil would make a good buddy cop movie. Just totally unnecessary. Um, it would, I, I probably actually wouldn't watch it, but it would be amusing. (laughs) I mean, um, unnecessary buddy comedies are Danny DeVito's like specialty. Yeah. That's his bread and butter. Actually. That's that's why we're still talking (laughs) about him today. And we're just coming off of the heels of the detective Pikachu trailer. Oh my gosh. Unnecessary buddy comedies are what we need. Apparently. (laughs) With fictional creatures. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like. If you had the horse from Tangled and. Well, you're going to get into a different crossover okay, episode. Sorry. We'll, we'll invite you back for the Tangled. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, either a buddy cop or like a men in black sort of deal with those two. Nice. All right. The final cut of final cut. The final cut of final cut. Um, is a kind of, a, you know, a culmination of all of our conversations so far. We ask you for each movie, um, and usually we do one movie at a time, mm-hmm. uh, whether in 2018, that's the year it is, I said before I wasn't going to say the year, it's 2018, uh, do you... will be dated like the Animaniacs. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I like the Detective Pikachu reference, who is yeah. not going to date us anyway. That's going to be a timeless classic, Boy, I don't know what you're talking President, about. Actually, it's really good. President Bill Clinton sure is doing a good job. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, so in 2018... Well, let's start with Hercules. Do you re-release it as is? Do you put out a special edition? Or do you lock it up in the vault with the Song of the South and, uh, and other Maybe racist Maybe make films? a ride out of it. It doesn't have to be racist to put it in the vault, no. but it sure helps. All right. That's a track record that they've held. Yeah. I want, and, I want to go last for And Hercules. not held. Okay, you're going last for Hercules? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, this is, is going to be a two-part answer. So the film, I absolutely special edition. Uh, we get James Woods out of there. We give it another ten minutes, and we just do a little bit of rejiggering uh, because I think this film can be can be fixed. Uh, not that it's like horribly broken, but I think we can turn this film into like a nine instead of like a six is where I'd put it right now for me out of ten. Um, and I don't think it'd take that much. I think it'd take a little bit of, a little bit extra time to develop some characters and to develop something between Hades and Herc. I think you can do this. The second part of my answer is that uh, we need a Hercules ride at Epcot. That's it. Well, would that, oh, okay. well, would that I mean, ride entail? Hey, your Hercules, your uh, There was a Hercules ride at Disney Quest. Boom. We're not talking about Disney Quest. Andy, uh, what, what, um, what do you think? Re-release it? 
special edition or what, put that thing back where it came from. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> what's re-release like into theaters or just yeah, you're, like you're just saying like copies back on the shelves? This movie doesn't need to be changed. We can put it back into the theaters right now. Let's go. Okay. Um, I would say special edition just mm-hmm. with more features. Mm. Um, I definitely like where you're coming from um, in terms of... Um, I don't know if you have your own ideas or you share Kate's ideas of like like a few added Zeus scenes and some more montages. Um, I think just an added uh, director's commentary would be nice. That may help flush out um, mm. some, some pieces. And um, I don't know if they have it on the current DVD, but like some animatics, um, just like the rough cuts, mm. um, and have a way to watch the movie with those. Um, so, yeah, a special edition uh, would be nice. I feel. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Hello. I am uh, reading from Playbill.com right now. Oh, boy. The title of this this article is Julie Tamer originally envisioned a different Vegas ending for long running The Lion King. I'm just going to read from the article to start. Uh, In her original idea, Tamer said, Simba doesn't go back to the jungle to become a king at all. That never happened. Instead, he goes to the desert. And in the desert, he comes out of the jungle and he sees Vegas. Uh, No, seriously, she says when everyone starts laughing at her in this audience. Uh, The villainous, uh, there would be a new character in the storyline, the villainous Papa Croc, who had made a deal with Scar to purchase all the water in the land. That's not as fun. So, and here comes Simba, the wild beast from the jungle, and he falls for Papa Croc because he doesn't have a father. Uh, the musical's ending would have featured Simba fighting other animals in a gladiator show in the Coliseum. <laughs> this idea is batshit crazy. Wait, can you give us a TLDR? Uh, Just real quick. Too long, didn't read. Uh, Julie Tamer wanted to ruin the Lion King. Bye. And she wanted to ruin it um, by instead of like Timon and Pumbaa, Simba wanders into the desert, meets this guy named Papa Croc. Uh, and he, like, uh, snazzles him into... S- Simba does MMA. That's yeah, basically. Like, Simba he, does MMA. He gets recruited to, like, fight other what I wanted beasts to hear you say in a was... coliseum. Awesome. Um, it's, it's a terrible idea for the Lion King. Like, what? Do you even... Have you even seen this movie? Anyway, I'm glad that she didn't win that uh, battle. But if you replace Simba with Hercules... And you replace Papa Croc with Hades. I actually think this would be a really neat thing to add to the second half of Hercules. So, I keep the first the first act of Hercules. I even keep it through like Phil, right? He does the training scene. Then you take the rest of the movie, put that in the vault. I don't need it. I don't need it where we're going. We don't need uh, roads where we're going. Um, and you put in this thing because so. Hades has this long con going, but part of uh, my kind of dissonance with this movie is that there's there's too much dramatic irony. Like, the audience knows too much that characters don't. And um, I want Hercules and Hades interacting sooner. So I want Hades, instead of just kind of throwing all of these monsters at him from afar and anonymously, to actually be like, like have Hercules actually fight these monsters in this Colosseum business that he has going. He doesn't introduce himself as like, a god or like, hey, Hercules, I want you killed by your 18th birthday. He doesn't say any of that. <laughs> He's just like, 
come with us, you can belong here, right? And then you have the tie-in of Hercules Want, that in this like family of fighting he's found monsters, where he he's found where he belongs. Fighting and monsters. then um, Hades uh, systematically throws a bunch of fights at him in hopes to kill him. That's Hades' goal, but he doesn't. Um, it, Hercules just kills all the monsters he has, like in the original. Um, but then he asks him later on to throw a match. Um, and, and you can, you can keep Megan here. You can weave her storyline through here, but basically he's asking him to throw the match to stay with this family where he belongs. And then he has to figure out the true hero nature. The short, the short version of all of this is you'd re-release it as is. No. Oh, no. No. Um, I don't know. I just, I think there is, like you said, there's, there are ways to fix this and make it, I think there are some good, uh, there's good potential here. You but give I this want to, to Julie see, Tamor and, and. You give this to Julie Tamor, see what happens. Nice. Is, that's the TLDR. So Kate, because I, I, I would like our special guest to be the, uh, the final, mm-hmm. uh, the final, final cutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to start back up with you mm-hmm. uh, and the Incredibles re-release special edition are put in the vault my answer is much shorter re-release yep uh, <laughs> re-release uh, <laughs> I want to say re-release I'm always one for special editions but I think re-release would be fine and then everybody would kind of stop talking about Incredibles 2 which was pretty much just Incredibles 1 but that's Probably maybe for another Slam. time. Slam. Yeah, nice. it it wasn't anything special, but I think that would. Well, Andy, if every movie is special, then no movie is. Get out. <laughs> I don't care if you live here. Get out. And with that note, I am Dick Ward. I'm Andy Phillips. I am Kate Phillips. And this Thanks. has been Cellmates. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We have Twitter and Facebook. We you can do. Find us at Cellmates podcast on those. On Cellmates both. podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, and thanks, Andy, for being here, yeah. being our first guest. Ooh. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You went the distance. Good I job. went the distance. Oh, way to wrap it up. Uh,